3: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Wednesday, August 4th. And oh my goodness. What a turn-free agency took on Tuesday, folks. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. The good news is we got a great guest to help us make sense of all the madness. East and West, Eddie House is coming up. My main man, Eddie House, uh, played with the Celtics, won a ring, played with LeBron in Miami, lost to the Mavs. Um, He's been around the block, played for a bunch of teams, good player. We talk a little about his NBA draft story, workouts, meeting with GMs, um, and obviously, we break down uh, free agency. We do about 15 minutes on the Lakers. And we recorded yesterday, on Tuesday. And the beauty of it was, in the middle of recording it, news drops that the Lakers had signed. Are you ready for this? Carmelo Anthony to a, I guess it's a one-year deal, right? The Lakers had signed Carmelo Anthony. That that was the first part of the news. And the other one... um, was that they got, was it Kent? I think, was it Kent Bazemore? I think it is. But anyways, you'll listen to it uh, when we talk to Eddie House. It's pretty exciting that in the middle of our interview, the news breaks at the trade. And, um, you know, Eddie House is, like, kind of floored when I mention it to him. Um, it, it's fun. It, it was really exciting. I'm sorry, that was Malik Monk. Malik Monk was the guy that we, uh, the, the Lakers signed. By the way, Malik Monk, what a find. And I think what you guys will realize listening to it is man we were concerned about the lakers after the russell westbrook deal and do they have enough shooting do they have enough shooting can they build around them and i'm just going to say trust gm lebron we're not going to get into the debate now but rob and i you know rob wanted to talk about hey gm lebron be careful Uh, listen GM LeBron delivers. And I'm I you know I'm talking I'm going on undisputed this morning and I'm telling you this I, right now. Okay? Kawhi Leonard ain't recruiting the way LeBron is. Okay? LeBron got Horton Tucker to stay, got Kendrick Nunn to come and take less money at other offers. Kendrick Nunn is going to the Lakers. Folks This is an an unbelievable 48-hour stretch for the Lakers. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of Laker fans out there who are sick of me, or sorry, anti-Lakers fans, sick of me prattling on about this team. They drive a lot of traffic on this podcast, okay? Uh, I don't know if if I'm allowed to talk about the numbers, but they have been monster on some days we go deep into the Lakers. And I'll say this. There was concern about the Lakers and three-point shooting. In the last 48 hours, they added Kent Bazemore, who shot 41% from deep last year, Wayne Ellington, 42%. Malik Monk, 40%. Carmelo, 40%. Kendrick Nunn, 38 They are going to be so fungible on the perimeter, switching everything. Now, I know there are some defensive questions. Carmelo, he don't play much defense. Malik Monk was horrible defensively last year. Here's the thing. Behind them is Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, obviously, uh, not the same guy he was back in the Orlando days, but he proved he could be a rim protector in LA and even in Philly last year. So, uh, you know, Kendrick Nunn is a two way guy. Bazemore is a two way guy, but the Lakers are going to be able to tinker with multiple lineups. And if you can, if you have LeBron on the floor and in the corner, you've got Carmelo, Anthony, and then also spotting up, you've got Malik Monk and you've got Anthony Davis. Like, where are you? I just don't know how you're doubling AD in the post or collapsing on a LeBron drive. And then, oh, you need to wrest LeBron? That's great. We'll just bring in Russell Westbrook, and then we'll bring in uh, Wayne Ellington, and then Dwight Howard's going to protect the rim, and Horton Tucker. Like, I I know, listen, Caruso was a big loss. I get that. that. That stunk. But the amount of talent that the Lakers have been able to bring in, I know they're old, and we'll be making a lot of geriatric jokes about the Lakers. Trust me. I've got a whole stockpile of them I'm saving for the regular season. Okay? But I'm just telling you, Like, the Lakers are loaded, and Kawhi Leonard ain't recruiting the way LeBron is. I know the Clippers don't have as much wiggle room financially, but what the Lakers have been able to do. And by the way, Dennis Schroeder, I'm sorry about your luck, man. I really feel bad. We talk about that a little bit with Eddie House. Let's just get to the interview. Here's my main man, former Arizona State Sun Devil, and I believe he played with nine teams in 11 years, Eddie House.
2: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones,
5: Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't.
3: Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
4: I know what sports fans want.
1: But for everything he doesn't,
3: he knows a guy who
1: does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
4: All right, let's bring in Eddie House, my main man. Fox Sports 1, he's done Fox Sports Radio, he does Pac-12. I mean, you do everything, right? Basically, Ed, you coach your kids in basketball?
6: Yeah, I got my uh, jack-of-all-trades, you could say.
4: Yes, indeed. I love it. And Eddie and I go way back. I I really enjoy uh, over the years chopping it up with him. I will. Ed. I've told you this, you know, to your face, like Ed's kind of intimidating uh, when you first meet him, just because, you know, he talks tough. He's from Oakland. He's got all the tats. And then he's just like the nicest guy, you know, sorry to to puncture that uh, image of you, Eddie, but uh, super nice guy. We want to bring you in for NBA free agency, obviously.
6: Right on, right on, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a nice guy, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't talk tough. I, I Maybe I, I'm firm with my with, with my opinions, but that's not tough talk, you know?
4: <laughs> the Oakland, I think it's the Oakland accent um, that kind of threw me off initially. Again, I'm an East Coast guy, so I come out here meeting all these West Coast people, and Oakland definitely has an accent. Uh, but I want to start with the Miami Heat. You're, you're, the final team you were on, you were on that LeBron team that faced off, I believe, it was the Mavs in the finals. Still yeah. one of the most shocking moments ever uh, for me in in NBA finals. And, uh, you know, I went on Undisputed on uh, Tuesday morning and said, I think the Heat passed the Bucks. You know, I, I love this Kyle Lowry edition. I love stealing P.J. Tucker. I like keeping Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Um, Eddie, I'm of the thought that Miami basically was just drained. This past season, after making a run to the title in the bubble, uh, losing to the Lakers, do you think they are right there with the Bucks? Below them, above them? We, we know they're not the Nets. We got that.
6: I, yeah, no, I, I think at this at this point with the signing of PJ Tucker, that gives them a little advantage. PJ has been in the locker room with Milwaukee. He knows the psyche of guys. He's uh, one of those defenders that understands uh, not only uh, his team defensive role, but he studies players. You know, he's a really good on-ball defender. Jimmy Butler's the same way. So I think bringing that knowledge about the Bucks, per se in particular gives the Heat a slight edge. But I can't – I will not go against the, the defending champs. I think oh. they got to look to add a piece. I think Giannis showed that he is, uh, was, is virtually unstoppable when he wants to be unstoppable regardless. You know, people thought, oh, he, he can't make his jump shots. He was making elbow jumpers. They say he can't make free throws in the final game. What'd he go? Seven for 19 or something like that? 17 for
4: 19. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
6: 17 for 19. People could call that an anomaly, but I call that a baller stepping up and greatness being great. Um, You know, in the big moments, you want them to have that, you know, those type of performances. So I don't think that it kicks them over Milwaukee at all. It gives them a slight advantage, but I definitely love everything that they're doing right now. They're keeping their team together. Um, and they're adding the pieces that I think that they really needed. Um, you look at Nunn, Nunn is a really good b- basketball player, but he was inconsistent at times. Great in the bubble. Great in the bubble. The playoff run, he was great. But this past season, inconsistent a little bit. I think Lowry gives you that consistency at point guard, that bulldog point guard mentality. He'll, he'll defend. He'll get guy. He's a traditional point guard. He's a guy that'll get you an offense. He's going to pick up the uh, opposing point guard. You know, 94 feet at time, but he's gonna put pressure on him. And then he's a pass first guy, but he does knock down open shots and makes his free throw. So he's the throwback point guard, a traditional yeah. point guard. And I think that's huge for them to have. Takes Jimmy Butler off the ball at time, and he's able to set up those other guys. Tyler Hero doesn't have to be making plays. So
4: only thing I guess I push back on is this the Bucs are the defending champs. I get that. But Ed. If you real and, and I'm not taking anything away from the Bucks winning the championship, it's tough to win the title. But if you really closely examine these playoffs, um, Kevin Durant, like an inch behind the three-point line and the Bucks are out. Um Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt and the Bucs are out. Um James Harden, injury, like e- everything broke their way. Even the Trey Young injury uh at the end of the Hawks series when the Bucs were struggling to put him away. I know Giannis got hurt, but it, I, this idea that, okay, the Bucks won the title, but I don't, Ed, I would, I think you would probably agree with me. The two best teams in the league last year were the Lakers and the Nets, right? Would you agree with that I aspect? Think well,
6: I think the ones with the most star power, I don't think the two best teams, right. I think the two best teams with the most star, the two teams with the most star power were those two teams. And that's what everybody wanted to see, the stars clash um, in prime time in the finals, but I think the two best teams were the two best teams who were in the finals. If you look at the way that Phoenix played all year, they were a team oriented basketball team and they were structured in the old school way have a really good point guard, have a great shooting guard, have some wings that can three and D and uh, a mixture of those, and then have a big man who was finishing at a high clip for the most part of the playoffs around the rim. Now, that's how you put together a basketball team. That's a team. That ain't full of star power to where they can just carry you. That's the reason why I feel that the Suns lost. They didn't have as much star power as even though Milwaukee was a great team. And I think Milwaukee played well as a team. But I think the others played better than the others for Phoenix. Uh, Milwaukee's others played better than uh, Phoenix's others. And then the superstar was a superstar. And I think yeah. that was a difference. Um so I, I it, it's hard to to try to knock like you you say that you know they dealt with injuries on the way they were seeing guys they got some luck but when you win a championship there is a bit of luck there yeah and they're just like okay so I can push back with the Dallas Mavericks beating us in 2011 it was lucky that LeBron went somewhere else they were lucky <laughs> that he did that you know what I mean so it's the same wow. thing. But it, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. Something breaks for you, and you know um, you you can't control it. I think Phoenix had a cakewalk going into the finals as well. Everybody, yeah. they face was hurt. So
4: Kawhi was out.
6: Yeah, yeah, Kawhi was out. Um, I mean,
4: first of all, let me ask this uh, honestly. If I gave you a, a t- one of those tests where we were t- testing to see your if you're t- making a true or false statement, okay? Mm-hmm. And I hooked you up to the lie detector, and I said the Lakers are up two to one. Over the Suns. Who is winning that series? I would say Your the Lakers. would be. Right. I think everybody would say the Lakers. That's why for me it's tough to but buy AD into was, the Suns. But AD is like,
6: was hurt though. But AD was He did hurt, get hurt so did.
4: and Kawhi got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and on, and at the Murray, same time.
6: Jamal Murray. Was Jamal Murray. Yeah, you're
4: right. It, so it was everybody a, a coasting.
6: They played, yeah, everybody that played every round was, was injured. So, you know, they had the first time they ever faced some real adversity was going to Milwaukee and losing that game four. Yeah. Um, uh, the, actually, yeah, that game four, because game three kind of expected that to happen. Yes. But that
4: game four, they had an opportunity. And I think they were up, what, nine in the fourth quarter and collapsed? Yeah,
6: yeah. Unbelievable. Then, so that was like the first time really facing some real, real tough adversity. And to me, I think that that's what builds character in teams, especially when you yeah. got leaders like Chris Paul, you got uh, Devin Booker. I, I like the Suns, what they're doing, at least coming back. <laughs> Do I think that they'll be the favorite? But I like the signings. You know, you mm-hmm. bring back your, your backcourt. So now your backcourt's intact. Now the next step is do you extend Aiden You know, Mikael Bridges is a guy that you're looking to mm. extend. I like the trade for uh, Landry Shamit. And I also like the fact that they went and got JaVale McGee on, because that's the one thing that killed them was the glass. So you get some more size, mm. some more rim protection. Um, Saric should be coming back. So they'll have enough size. Mm. In there. And they say, you know, when your window's open, if you got a toe in there, you try to put a foot <laughs> in there and try to get in there. So they have an opportunity. I like what they're doing over there.
4: The, the other thing is, like, when I think of, you know, the Lakers in 2020, I know it was the bubble. So, Ed, they lost one game in the first round, one game in the second. I think one two or was it one or two to Denver? Uh, and then they lost two to Miami. This Bucks team, like, I mean, they were down 2 nothing to the Nets before the injuries hit. Uh, they, they were down one nothing to Atlanta. Needed to push to six. Like, I, I just – other than the first round against your Heat – I didn't see a dominant team in the Bucs, and that's why I'm still skeptical, and I think next year the Nets, all thing, everybody healthy, I think the Nets are the better team. Are the Nets a team to beat next year?
6: I think so if they're healthy. Yeah. I think they were the team to beat this past season if they stay healthy and everything is clicking, but that's a big if. That's part of sports. You know, you yeah. got guys that get injured and go down. That's the same thing we could say about the Golden State Warriors. If KD doesn't hurt his Achilles, we figured that the Warriors, and if Klay Thompson yeah. don't get hurt, we figured the Warriors are going to win that championship, but hey, man, what can you do? you got to play the team that's in front of you. Toronto goes out and wins the championship. Um, but I'm going to give some pushback on that Milwaukee thing about you feel like they weren't the better team because they were down in these games. To me, that shows that they were the better team. That's the one thing I would tell everybody when we were talking is the one thing about Milwaukee, they have been knocking on the door. They're battle-testing, and that's the one thing, and they have size. And in this finals, I thought Phoenix was the better overall team with the pieces at all the positions that could be – you know, do what they do. But, you know, Giannis was a superstar, but these guys were battle tested. They had been mm-hmm. there before. They've been knocking on the door and to come back like they did and go to into Brooklyn. I, I And, you know, Kevin Durant is arguably the best player, right? You can go LeBron or KD, you know, it could go. Uh, that, that Whoa, could be
4: whoa, a whoa, 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 whoa. Did you forget about Luka Doncic? And I'm not kidding.
6: Yeah, no, no, I'm, I, I don't forget about Luca Doncic, but I, him just—he just fails over and over. He, he's he's oh, a guy that I he, said, geez, no, but he Luka. gets his—he gets his point. But back to my point, Kevin Durant, you're playing Game Seven at home against Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and you find a way or on the road, and you find a way to beat the the possibly the second best player, or the, some people can argue the best player in the league. Um, you go and win that. You do the same thing you can drive yourself to again. You put yourself in a hole against Atlanta, and you find a way to win. You also go down 0-2 in the finals and win yeah. four straight. That's, that was amazing. Yeah.
4: Um, I, 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 we touched on the Nets briefly. My only Nets question is Kyrie Irving. Listen, you were a guard. Uh, you know some of these guards can be divas, some of these superstars. I just want to ask, like, if your sons say, man, Dad, what is the story with Kyrie? What's the deal with this guy? How, how would you answer that question?
6: it's hard to answer because I can't get into the mind of him. And he's so, um, at, at times you, you could kind of follow where he's going and what he's saying and, 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 his perspective on it, but then he'll do something else that kind of doesn't line up with that. And yeah. so for me, uh, you know, to each as his own, you know, I, I, I w- I'm always from the, I was cut from the cloth. That if you have a job, you go out and you do your job and you work hard at it. And, you know, we all going to deal with some stuff at times, you know, um, it's never an easy road. It's not an easy path. It's not an easy path to get there. And we all do eventually have some sort of breaking points. And then when you hit that breaking point, it's like, okay, what do you do? You know, are you, you know, I had those times going through my career where I've hit some breaking points, but I didn't have the luxury or the uh, time to sit back and say, Hey, I need to take time off. They would have moved off me. So um it's, is. It's one of those things to where, you know, to each is his own and whatever he's dealing with, however he's been dealing with it, uh, the injury, uh, the mental health issues. I just wish that everything gets right so he could get just get back to focused on doing what I know he loves to do. And that's play basketball and what we all love to watch him do. And that's go out there and hoop because he is a baller for real.
4: Big time. Um, hey, the NBA draft just happened. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I want. I went back and looked at your draft in 2000. You went 37th overall yeah. to the Heat. Um, I'm curious the pre-draft process. Now it seems like no no agents let their players go one on one against other guys. It's all just working out against air, and you look incredible. I, I want to take go back to your 2000 draft. Leading up to it, were you in any workouts where it was one on one, two on two, anything oh, like that? Every
6: every last workout, every last really workout, every last workout. Yeah, we play full court. Um, we play with they have us go one on one full court, throw it at a certain uh, uh, certain place on the court, almost like the back hash. So you're in the back court, you catch it, and you come at somebody full speed downhill. Wow. Um, uh, certain spots on the court, you run through a pick and roll session. They'll have you going through with two other guys that are out there they're looking at. Um, it was, uh, um, no, it was, it do was do you dead. remember any dead. of yours? Yeah, my I, I was always linked up with Jay Hart. That's why Jay Jason Hart. Was, Jason Hart, Oh, Jason That's Hart
4: from Syracuse.
6: Yeah, yeah, he, and he's uh, yeah, I think he just he, he was coaching at USC and I think he just got a job with the G League Ignite. I believe, yeah, yeah, so shout right. out to Jay Hart for moving up, man, and and keep and keep grinding. Um, uh, no, man, that's how me and him got close because it was like every work I'm like, nah, you again, but we it just you know, it, it, he a tough defender, so he made it tough. Um, I'm a tough scorer, so it made it tough for him. It I'm was assuming just
4: you torched him. <laughs>
6: no we, we went back and forth you know like i said he's a really good defender and the more you see somebody you can pick up tendencies and things like that and i will say i torched him uh and i don't well, think he, he went torched. like
4: 12 picks after you
6: yeah well i mean it it is what it. that doesn't mean anything uh
4: yeah you're right i guess just shooting guard point guard you're right yeah uh think, well, was yeah, there any uh, other good stories from that or no
6: uh not really man it was just a real I, the, the one story about jerry Krause. god bless his soul you know i know he's dead um uh, One thing about him, he, he, it it was um, when he called me to his office, you know, after the workout, and this was one of the workouts with Jay Hart. He just had an arrogant, arrogant talk, you know, uh, just the way he talked, like, like the way he presented what he was trying to say, almost like he's above and and just for us to be in kind of in the presence, we should be grateful for that. And, you know, that, rub, that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to lie because I'm, I'm a real energy person, like a vibe person. And the vibe he was giving off was like, you know what? I I You, you guys are beneath me right now, and I don't even know. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's the way that I was feeling. Uh, yeah. And like I said, you, you know, it is what it is. And then you hear some stories mm-hmm. about the things of how things has un- unfolded, and it all makes sense to me now. Yeah. You know, not knowing and being a wet behind the ears, a young man just trying to, trying to get into the league, but – that was like one of the weirdest um, one-on-one interviews that I had ever had. And I, it just made me feel uncomfortable being basically, um, you know, having that discussion with him. And I mean, look, when I got drafted, Pat Riley called me, that was all excitement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I re- I can't remember the guy's name. He was the GM at Toronto at the time. Uh, he was cool. Took me out to eat and we had a good conversation. So it was like, that was probably yeah. the weirdest thing about the whole draft for me was that one interview, and it just sticks in my brain. It's just yeah. how that, that went. It was just real so weird. I,
4: I looked this up. The Bulls had three picks at the top of the second round, so they were. I'm assuming they were looking hard at you. They ended up going <laughs> A.J. Guyton, Indiana, That's Jake Voskel, UConn, and Khalid El-Amin, mm-hmm. uh, UConn. Yep, and uh, I, I'm assuming you played more games than all three of those guys combined. Well, maybe the two guards, <laughs> but probably, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to rub it did. in that I'm you like, were. But,
6: but the yeah. thing is that you know Miami's pick that 37th pick is in the second round. That was the only, that was their first pick of the draft. So I was like, what you can call I'm not saying even though it was the second round, but I was their first. I was basically their first pick. So mm-hmm. they were excited to um, get the opportunity, and I was so excited to get out there and for them to to give me a chance. That's why I'll I, I forever love that that organization. I'll forever love Pat Riley for taking a chance on me, Randy Fun for taking a chance on me, Stan Van Gundy for working me out, and all those guys for believing in me. Um, so I, I did, not, not one time do I ever want to see the Miami Heat lose a game. Uh, not, mm. I never want to see Boston Celtics lose a game either.
4: Uh, okay, so you know that just triggered a mention here. So you were drafted by the Heat, and your final season was with the Heat. Um, I, I we're we're watching the Lakers kind of unfold here and add a bunch of guys. I LeBron is famous for wanting to get his guy veterans to add to the team. When your final season with the Heat happened, how did you land up there? Was there a LeBron call, or was it more of a Pat Riley thing? Do you remember how that unfolded?
6: No, it was Pat. It was Pat. It was um. First, once he went, it was a couple of teams that I was looking to go to. But once we found out that you know LeBron was going there, I got a call from Pat, and it was a, it was a no-brainer. I mean, it was a no-brainer. I knew it was a perfect fit. Um, I had matured so much from the time that I was there when I was a rookie. My first three years, um, I have, uh, I think my game has had evolved. Um, so uh, it, it was it was just that. As soon as he made that decision, I want to say it was that. I called my agent that night and said, hey, man, get him on the phone again. Let's make this happen. And then uh, we just did it that way.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. ...and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: So uh, we'll wrap up by talking about the Lakers. Uh, they've gone through a lot here. I need your thoughts first on Russell Westbrook, uh, a guy. I, you know what? I'm not going to you know, show my hand with how I feel about it, but I'm going to ask you. You, he, I don't know where you were when the Russell Westbrook trade happened last week, but what, what were your initial thoughts?
6: I had my first initial thought was, man, they're going to pack the paint. They're going to force this guy to shoot <laughs> shots, right? Yeah. That was my first initial shot uh, thought. But then I thought about, well, watching his last finals, one thing rang true that Pat Riley always said: no rebounds, no rings. You dominate on the glass. You got three guys that can dominate the glass. Russell Westbrook probably the best rebounding point guard that we've ever seen. Um, hmm. LeBron is, uh, you know, a, a dominant rebounder when he wants to be, and we know what AD can do. So now you got guys that can really crash the board. And for the most part, point guards, you're not taught to box out the point guard. Um, you're looking for an outlet most of the time. You're not crashing the offensive glass. Russell Westbrook does both of those things. So I think check that box right there to say, Hey, we could dominate the glass. You dominate the glass, you get more possessions. Um,
4: that's a great point. Think it,
6: Thinking about the fast break, okay, how scary is this? Russ pushing it with LeBron on one side and AD on the other side. That's a hell of a fast break to deal with. Um, or put LeBron with the ball in his hand and, and AD on one wing and Russ on the other wing. Um, those things right there, you know, when, if they can play fast and spurch, not all the time, play fast and spurge, I don't see how it will be a problem. I think they can control the glass. I think they'll figure it out because they're great. I know they'll be playing really good defense. They'll be locked in defensively. Um, the one thing is that when the game does slow down and we get into a half-court set, I'm expecting LeBron to have the ball in his hands to be the primary maker. Now, Russ, where what do you do with Russ? Where do you put him? He? he better not just stand
4: in? on the perimeter. <laughs> you
6: understand? Know I'm saying? If you stand on the perimeter, they're going to suck it in. I think he, you have to get him on the move uh, or maybe even do a pick-and-roll with him. You know, just on movement, you know, and if they switch, LeBron's man switch on him. I think Russ has an advantage on a on a three or four, you know, with his speed, athleticism, and quickness. Um, So, I mean, it, I think it's like this: it's a good thing, it's a good problem to have. You know, it's almost like when you was a kid, you had too many GI Joes, you didn't know where to set them up. It was best to have all them GI Joes try to figure out how you're gonna set them up, than to have one and just figure out how you're gonna do something with him. You know, so I love, that. I think. I think that they – I think they'll be okay, man. And I'm going ex- I'm to tell you what I'm excited about this season coming up because I want to see what they're going to do. I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. Um, like the two players now that I would actually kick out some money to go see would be a Russell Westbrook and would be Devin Booker. Those are my two favorite players wow. to watch. Um, I've watched Devin Booker from the time he got drafted. I did a show out here on a local ch- uh, TV channel. I said that the Suns must draft him because shooting translates – Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen him. I'm, I'm real good friends with his father. Um, and I've just seen his maturation process. You know, when he came in, wasn't getting many minutes, but he worked. And he worked himself to where he is now. And I think this is going to the finals, smelling it, tasting it, and then losing. And I, I think you've seen, you've probably seen the clip to where at the end of the game, it pans to him and he's taking his jersey out of his shorts. And he just said, damn, you know, and it like yeah. that to me is going to resonate hidden. Because I want to see him, what he's going to do this year with that.
4: So I want to back up. You said uh, something. I might steal this, Ed. No rebounds, no rings. So that triggered me to go look. That's Pat
6: Riley. That's Pat Riley. Pat Riley? Okay.
4: I I remember that everybody's talking about the finals, about shooting and the Suns and the three-point shooting. So I went and looked. Offensive rebounds in the finals. Phoenix Suns, 42. Milwaukee Bucks, 79. Yeah, you can't win games. They almost doubled them up.
6: Yeah, and think about this. While they're almost doubling them up, getting extra possessions on the they were turning they were turning the Suns over. So think about that. The this is the worst thing about a turnover. It's might as well you just come over to court and just set the ball down. Because you don't get a <laughs> shot. You know, you don't get a shot. You don't get an opportunity to get an offensive rebound. And to me, that's the that that was the key in that game. That whole that whole series was the rebounding.
4: Man, that that's crazy. So, so you think that's what the play is for uh, the Lakers here? Let's get big. Let's go, Russ, AD. Uh, we got Javale McGee coming. Uh, not Javale, sorry, Dwight Howard, um, Marc Gasol. I mean, they they are a big team now, right?
6: Yeah, they're a huge team. I I think this is not only. I mean, because you know, I don't think Gasol, Gasol is is going to just be size and like a, a big body you could throw out there. I don't think that they're just looking to get big. I'm thinking they're looking to get big with a little bit of shooting, but also they're on, they want to defend. They want to defend and maximize their, their opportunities by one and duns, Getting guys, having guys take contested mm-hmm. shots and they're able to clean up the glass, not give up offensive rebounds. And then having Russ, we know the pace that Russ could play with. I think it gives LeBron an opportunity to just get out on the wing and show, some of, show his wing presence again. Because a lot of times he's on the ball and all we really notice is him making plays and making passes. It gives mm-hmm. him opportunity to run the floor. Like how he ran the floor in Miami at times when D Wade got it. And you can show his athleticism. I know he Le, LeBron, as as you know, everybody say, as old as he is, he hasn't shown a great decline in athleticism. He hasn't, yeah. you know, besides that ankle injury that he took or, you know, and the, the injury before that, but when he came back before he hurt his ankle last year. He was still looking athletic as ever. So I I, want to see him get out on the wing and and get athletic, get long like he does, uh, sprint the floor. Um, I mean, one of the fastest guys, I'm not going to lie to you. So here's a story about LeBron. He's about 260 when I was in Miami because I seen him on the scale. I I peeked over there and I seen him on the scale and I'm like, man, he's 260. We just ran sprints. The reason why I wanted to see how much he weighed because we had just was running sprints, right? And I I never lose sprints, right? And I never lost uh, sprint ever okay so i'm running i know i'm the fastest on the squad so i'm running i'm talking my you know talking sh- you know what i mean and telling yeah. everybody how slow they are man I, y'all better catch me man And my i said you're lucky was not uh five six years ago i'd be running a 4 2 i'm just clowning right <laughs> so i get I, i'm starting to get guys to really push it we starting to really push it on these sprints i i mean it, in in track world it was a dust i would have dusted him but he couldn't only been maybe Two or three steps behind me when I won, uh, when we crossed the line. But for him to be 260 and moving like that,
4: yeah, that's it scary. was such <laughs> an
6: impressive. I was like, man, that's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe yeah.
4: it. Uh, so, Eddie, we could wrap up here with breaking news. We're recording this on Tuesday in the middle of the day. And, Ed, my phone is next to me, and I, I just keep looking at it. A bunch of texts just came in. The Lakers signed two new guys. Don't look at your phone yet. Okay. I want your first reaction. Number one, the first guy they got, Malik Monk. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, Kentucky uh, Wildcat right. shooter had a suspension due to drugs. I think it was drugs. Um, Lakers sign him. Your thoughts?
6: I like that sign. It's a guy who can get the ball, get, get shots off the dribble. Um, can make the three. Can stretch the floor. Um, the size isn't great. You know, for for what you're looking for, but again, we just I just spoke about the, all the other sides that they got and all the rebounders. So you're not looking for him to be uh, extraordinary rebounder. You're looking for him to do exactly what I think he'll come in and do is get buckets. He's a guy that can get buckets on his own, but he also could space the floor and knock out yeah. knock down the uh, open shot.
4: Forty percent on threes last year, career high. Uh year before was twenty-eight, but that was that was a bad year. Uh and the other one is a guy you know well, Carmelo Anthony. He is going to the Lakers oh, to join forces. Yeah. With
6: yeah. Why wouldn't he, man? Why wouldn't he, man? LeBron, bring him on. That's dope. And you know what? More than anything, like however he fits, I don't care. But I really do like the fact that that they're they're getting the opportunity to play together, man. And you know, because just a few years back, it looked like Melo was never going to play in the league again. He looked yeah. like he never uh, evolved his game, you know, because he was such just mid-range, and nobody really wanted mid-range anymore. He was an ISO guy. People wanted to move the ball. But he but, but he adapted, and he evolved. And I'm so happy to see that, um, you know, he has a chance to go to the Lakers, and they're going to be competing, man. I mean, that's another guy that's going to stretch the floor. I promise you can't help off Carmelo Anthony. I don't care what anybody thinks you're not helping up, Just his name alone is going to make you have your antennas up, and pay attention to wherever he is on the court. And as better for more rebound.
4: Yeah, it also true. But I, I just wonder, the LeBron Wade experiment, do you remember how that went in Cleveland?
6: Well, I mean, D-Wade was definitely a shell of himself. I think D-Wade— What? Uh,
4: Mellow's like 36, 37? Yeah, but
6: Mellow is still effective, and it, and I think the one thing Mello has— uh, realize what his role is and how he can be effective. You look at these years that he has important the last couple of years in the bubble, especially. And even last year, he hit shots. He hit shots when they needed to hit shots. He, yeah. in spurts, and you don't need mellow to be mellow of 2008, you know, 2009, you need mellow to be this mellow and maybe just have a moment, a game here or there, because that's all you need is somebody that's and, and who more to lean on and the guy that's, that's been there, that's felt that that's done it before to know how to take over a game. I mean, we've seen it in Portland, man. He had uh, that one stretch where I want to say he scored like 18 points last year. in He one did, game. yeah. And so when you look at that, that's all you need. You get that in a finals game when you're not expecting it. That's how you get over the hump. In a playoff game when you're not expecting game seven, that's how you get over the hump.
4: Do all these moves, you know, again, it's small potatoes, but Malik Monk, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Ellington, et cetera, does this put them as the favorites in the West?
6: I mean, who else would you – I, I don't exactly. think, yeah, who else would you, like, who else?
4: Ka- Ka- Kawhi's out, Kawhi's basically out for the season.
6: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see. Jamal Murray's not
4: coming back to, like, the all-star break. The The only choice is really are the Suns and the Jazz, Let's assuming you have like faith this. in either of them.
6: Do you think the Lakers are a better team now than they were last year? Let me ask you that question.
4: Well, the, the tough part that Ed, that's so tough because last year when they're up two one on the Suns and Andre Drummond is clowning on the sideline because LeBron's backing down Crowder and everybody's having fun, that team was on their way to the to the finals. I think we both agree.
6: But right? AD was hurt and and LeBron. Was well, the, 100%. he
4: got hurt. At, yeah, he got hurt after that so let's and derailed everything. One
6: hundred percent. One hundred percent. Both teams right now. Do, were the Lakers better than this team? You
4: think? I'm try, I I need some time to think about that, but. Given the wattage, the star power, no, um, I mean Dennis Schroeder was supposed to be like a guy, like their number three dude. Yeah, but Dennis I, Schroeder, I, he just didn't show it. I mean, well, he had a donut I, in one game against the. Suns. Yeah,
6: the one thing about Schroeder, we got to remember, he was playing on, on teams yeah, the that time, you know, on teams at time where it didn't matter. You know, when the lights get bright and you know them games yeah. get a little tougher, it's it, it, every possession, every shot really, 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 really matters. So. Um, You know, that was his first real, real, real run test at it like that. And Truder was not a guy who played off the ball well. He's the guy who had the ball in his hands, and that's how he played. He scored. He's not a great playmaker. So it just didn't – to me, I never really liked that mix. Hmm. Um, I just didn't didn't think it fit with what his style of play is, fit with how the Lakers want to run their – their offense and their style of play, I just didn't think it, it matched. I thought it clashed a little bit.
4: Can you believe that he turned down, what was it, 20, 19 or 20 or 21 million a year? <laughs> I, know, I can't early believe in the when nobody turned all that money down like that. I mean, he turned that down thinking he could get more. Right. And, you know, I, we could say he got COVID and played poorly, but hes I don't know where he's getting any. Uh, who's paying him right now? Every uh, all the all the chairs are taken. It feels like. I know, and and ba- that's
6: bad advice. He got bad advice from his agent and family.
4: Or he's got too big of an ego. Uh, one of the two. But um, all right. So Ed, you're projecting out a year. Everybody who's healthy now is healthy then. Who you got in the finals?
6: Oh, I got the Nets and the Lakers. Yeah, I got I got what everybody wanted to see. Let's run that back.
4: I mean, it's going to be good. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the, Everybody wants to kill the NBA, bad ratings. If you can get LeBron versus Durant with guys like AD, Russ, Kyrie, Harden, that is a home run for the NBA.
6: That is, like, and we can't forget about when Denver gets healthy how they're going to be playing well. Yeah, you know, I just ball-
4: I wonder, though.
6: But, I mean, it's still going to be competitive is all I'm saying. Phoenix is going to be competitive. Milwaukee will be competitive. Uh, the Heat's going to be competitive. I'm saying we're going to go. We're going to say that those top two teams are there. But just so happens, if somehow they don't make it and they get put out, I don't think that it's going to be a huge drop off. I think it's still yeah. going to be an entertaining basketball. It's going to be some exciting, and everybody's going to want to see it. I know I definitely want to see it, and I'll be tuned in for sure. My show.
4: gosh, Pe- people are freaking out over this Carmelo Anthony thing. I mean, listen, it's exciting. The Lakers have four Hall of Famers on their team right now. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if Marc Gasol is a Hall of Fame. He he had a great career, good defense, defensive player of the year, all that. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame, but you're talking about four major, major stars.
6: Yeah, for real.
4: All right, I mean, Eddie House. Uh, what do you got cooking, Ed? Any what, what what's going on with you coming up?
6: Oh man, just really. Uh, this, this boy's about to get started in school. Just getting them ready and prepare for all of that. Uh, my son's out here on a little vacation until he goes back to school at uh, New Mexico. So, um. That's it. Just chilling right now, brother.
4: Nice, buddy. All right, man. Stay safe out there. Eddie House. thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
7: I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.